and running. This is Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Today is November 8th, 2020. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us here on Start Your Sunday. Harrison Vapnik, longhand. Garrett Pave. Garrett, welcome in. Yeah, thank you, Harrison. Of course, I'm not going to get into it, but kind of a crazy week in crazy the U.S., week. but um, a great weekend of college football. It's good to see the Pac-12 back in action, the Big Ten continuing with their second week. And the MAC is back. Some MAC yep. going on. The so MAC Tuesdays. We've got all of Power 5 and Group of 5 back in the uh, group of play, so it's good to see... Uh, all the teams back in action. we got a great slate of NFL games. Can't wait to break them down for you guys today. Yep, and if you miss any of our show, you can find us on Start Your Sunday on the Spotify app or on any of your music listening apps. But let's get started into the show. We'll have some great cultural recaps and some NFL previews coming to you over the next hour or so. But let's start with this, and Garrett, I'll bring you in here in just a second. So we talk about... You know, how we talk about each college football team. We talk about Alabama and Clemson like they are the kings of college football. We talk about teams like Kansas and Rutgers and uh, some of those other small schools. Wake Forest as they are, you know, bottom tier college football teams. But sometimes you kind of get mixed up of where we put some teams. We get mixed up because we think in retrospect we don't really think in the moment that much. We kind of be thinking ahead, thinking about different games, trying to compare teams. So, Gary, I'm going to start with this, with you asking a question. So, I'm going to give you the resume of two teams mm-hmm. over the last couple of seasons. Okay. And I want to tell you if these two teams are about on the same level or they should be treated the same way. Okay. Here's team one. Since the start of the 2017 season, 40 wins, two bowl wins, 17 players drafted. Okay. Here's team two. 40 wins, two bowl wins, 20 players drafted. Would you consider these teams on the same level? I mean, you have to look at scheduling, but on paper, you look at uh, how many wins, how many players have gone to the NFL, you uh, you think they're pretty similar. think they're pretty similar. That, that's what I would think, too. Team one is Notre Dame. Okay. Team two is Georgia. Okay. People don't talk about Georgia and Notre Dame the same way. Oh, they do not. People talk to, about Georgia like they're this... Team right on the pedestal, right behind Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, no, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, those schools. And they treat Notre Dame like they're this overrated program similar to Michigan and Texas and mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yep. And the fact that if you just look at that, that's not the case. You know, those two teams played pretty similar scheduling. These two teams even played each other, and Georgia even did win both of those games. Yeah, right. Two close games that came down to the fourth quarter, but. People don't talk about Notre Dame the same way they talk about other teams because they are held to this different expectation because they're not in a conference and because, you know, I think there's just this national dislike for Notre Dame. And so last night, Notre Dame has the chance to kind of change the narrative about them. And they're hosting the number one team in the country without their elite number one pick starting quarterback and Ian Book, a quarterback who has never lost a start at home. Unbelievable. Got, Unbelievable. The, got the job done. A 47-40 double overtime win yep. for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ian Book still undefeated at home, and he just secured his best win as the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. 310 yards, touchdown. Uh, the running back, Williams, 23 carries, 140 yards, three touchdowns. McKinley, the receiver, five catches, 102 yards. Absolutely outstanding performance for the Irish. And how about the quarterback for Clemson, the f- true freshman, making his second career start, DJ Ugagalele. Something like that. Something like we'll that, call him yeah. DJ. 439 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. Travis Etienne never got going. Uh, just 26 yards and a touchdown. Garrett, what did you see yesterday from the Tigers and from the victorious Fighting Irish? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start with Clemson. Um, 
Uh, DJ Uyengalele, a phenomenal game. Like you said, just his second start. And honestly, and, and to be quite honest with you, he wasn't the reason they lost this game. I think if Trevor Lawrence had played, they're putting up similar stats. DJ, 439 yards, two touchdowns. It was that Clemson defense. It just felt like they could never establish a rhythm. Brett Venables, he is a mastermind in college football. I've always said he could be a head coach in college football. He could not slow down that Notre Dame attack yesterday. As you mentioned, Ian Book, a great game, very efficient, 310 yards, a touchdown. Kyron Williams, 140 yards, three touchdowns. But something interesting I want to point out, I was watching college game day yesterday, Mm -hmm. and they said the winner of this game, the quarterback is going to have to make plays with his legs. So you look at it. DJ Uyunglele, 13 carries, 2 yards, and a touchdown. Ian Book, 15 carries, 68 yards. And that's the difference. That's the difference right there. You have to have your quarterback getting out of the pocket and making plays. And, you know, DJ, he's going to get better as time goes on, but you're seeing that freshman experience, right? He doesn't really feel the pocket. He's not feeling that pressure from behind. I think that's ultimately the reason that they couldn't win that game in overtime is because he couldn't feel that pressure, but... I'm going to be honest, there is some concern going forward for Clemson. If I'm looking at the defense right now, this is two weeks in a row, last week against Boston College, that first half just terrible defensively. This is now two weeks in a row where your defense has struggled to get off the field and is not giving your offense a fair opportunity. So Brett Venables is a mastermind. He's going to continue to work through the playbook, see what he can get going. But a great win for Notre Dame. As we saw, the fans storm the field. They were yes. excited. It was unbelievable. So a, a great, great scene. Yeah, program-defining win for Brian Kelly. So I all credit in the world to him. A great win for the Fighting Irish. And the people saying that you know Clemson wins that game with Trevor Lawrence, I don't think is the case because you know they had two receivers go over 100 yards. They turned the ball over three times. None of them by Ugo, by DJ. Uh, they had Mari Rogers fumbled, Travis Etienne fumbled, Brandon Galloway fumbled. I know the Etienne fumble was in overtime. The only time you could say that, oh, Trevor wins that game, is the fact that the decision making by Ugagale, I said that right, in overtime, you know, he took the sack, he took another sack, he kind of missed on a throw to the tight end Davis Allen. Is there some criticism for that offensive play calling, not giving the ball to Travis Etienne? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a real— I know they were trailing, but yeah. he's the best player in the No, field. of course. I think there is a concern. Um, he said 18 carries, 28 yards. Um, Travis Etienne's a playmaker. He's now, I think we see a third all-time in the ACC in rushing I last think, week. Yeah, third? Maybe first? No, he might. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the top. Yeah, he's he took it over. He took it over. Um, so there is a general wonder, why didn't Etienne have the ball in his hands more? Of course, actually, the receiving game had eight receptions for 57 yards, but— there is a concern. Why are you putting the game into a true freshman's hands against a really good Notre Dame defense? Um, there is a general concern. And I think going forward for Clemson, if they're going to win the ACC championship, if they're going to win the national championship, they got to get the ball to Travis Etienne. Yep. And there's a strong chance, unless some crazy stuff happens where there's a three way tiebreaker. That we're going to see these two in the ACC championship again. Agreed. Taking it on in Charlotte in mid-December. Let's talk about another game with championship implications. The number eight Florida Gators and the number five Georgia Bulldogs took each other took each other on in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. A game the Georgia Bulldogs I think have won three or four in a row, and that streak ended in Jacksonville. Kyle Trask, Dan Mullen, and that Florida Gator offense. Got it done, defeating the Dogs, 44-28. Kyle Trask, 30 of 43. 474 yards, four touchdowns. He was also um, 
the running back Pierce, 15 carries, 52 yards in the score. Uh, Davis, the receiver, great job, five catches, 100 mm-hmm. yards. Uh, Kyle Pitts, before he went down, had two catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. The Florida has like seven or eight different receivers that caught 35 or more yards. Unreal. They have so much depth there, and for Georgia, probably the complete opposite on offense. What did you see from this Florida offense? Well, how good is Kyle Trask? I mean, he is bolstering himself into the top five of that Heisman contention once again. But actually, Harrison, you mentioned their receivers. Their top two receivers, Malik Davis and Naquan Wright, both running backs. So Florida really getting guys involved that not in the receiving game. I mean, they have running backs now that may not have had the best game on the ground, but you look at what they've done in the receiving game, that makes a big impact. I think Florida... Look, every week we're starting to see their defense is getting better. Todd Grantham is getting that defense where they need to be. And you're right, for Georgia, they couldn't establish a rhythm on offense. Uh, that Florida defense actually Grantham threw some different pressure at them, some different coverage, and it got to them. Stetson Bennett, 5 for 16, 78 yards, a touchdown and interception. And then Dwayne Mathis, or Dewan Mathis, 34 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. So it, it was kind of confusing because in the first play of the game, Georgia – Literally the first play from scrimmage, a 75-yard yeah. touchdown run. And you would have thought, I thought, no, this, the route is on. Me too. And then they scored up 14 nothing. Me too. And but then all of a sudden, it almost seemed like Georgia kind of gave up on the run game and went to the passing game, which clearly did not work for them. But if you're a Gator fan, you're very optimistic right now. Look, you're sitting right outside the top four. Yep. You have a very real. You control your own. And destiny a very in the easy playoff. schedule ahead. I think yes. it's just Tennessee, and I think they play yeah, Tennessee, LSU. Yeah. I mean, if, if you win out and then you play out, like, that's your ticket in. So Florida has every ability to to get into the playoff. Is it going to be easy? No, but they have that potential. That offense can compete and score on anybody in the country. The question is, can that defense continue to improve and make enough plays to help Florida? And then for Georgia, playoff hopes are over. Uh, two losses yep. this year is not going to get you in. SEC championship hopes yep. are over. Yeah, SEC championship. Basically just playing for a New York Six game at this point. Yeah, so you're playing for pride. They actually come to Columbia next weekend. That's a trap game for Georgia. They're coming off a loss. They're going to be, you know. Agreed. Maybe they'll be down. Justin Bennett, as we mentioned, 5 of 16, 78 yards, touchdown and a pick. Uh, Mathis came in, 34 yards, a touchdown and two picks. You know, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about before the show that, you know, where are these Georgia, where's these quarterbacks for Georgia? And he's, I'll tell you where he is. He's where number one playing in Columbus. You know, they had this great quarterback in Justin Fields and they let him go. And we know we talked about this last week, but it's real. It's this, it's real that they let him go and they may have left a national championship on the table. Which is, which is frustrating as a Georgia fan because you're seeing, you know, Kirby Smart made the decision to keep Jake from. Which I understand the moment, you know, Jake Fromm was Kirby Smart. It's almost like child. He loved that, you know, he loved yep. Jake Fromm. But and now it's like, like you said, like where is JT Daniels? Like I, Harrison and I before the show were talking about what's going on with JT Daniels. Is he hurt? Is he not performing well? I didn't really understand because I thought last night, why not throw him in the game? Both of those quarterbacks yesterday, they were struggling. They could not break down that defense. Um. I don't know why you don't play him. Like I said, there could be something that we don't know about ulterior motive. That's the reason that Kirby Smart's not playing him. But I think for Georgia, look, until you get a quarterback that can win, like Justin Fields, Georgia's going to be the same they are every year. They're probably going to win 10, 11 games. They won't win the SEC championship. They're going to go to New Year's Six Bowl. So until they can find a difference maker, which is Justin Fields at quarterback, it's going to be the same for the dogs. But Kirby Smart's a good coach. Defensively, they're always going to be one of the top units. Actually, Georgia had the number one ranked defense in the country coming into yesterday. And that Florida offense just 
flew past them. So we'll see what happens down the stretch. I'm really excited to watch this Florida team and Kyle Trask perform towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully we see that Alabama offense versus that Florida offense in the SEC championship. Pac-12 returned yesterday. The marquee matchup last night, the number 12 Oregon Ducks took on the Stanford Cardinal. Oregon won 35-14. Their quarterback, Sk- show Sko? Yeah. He had uh, yeah. 227 yards, Tosho. touchdown, and a pick. C.J. Verdell, one of the college best running backs, uh, 20 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, show also ran for 85 yards. And a touchdown. Die, 78 rushing yards, touchdown as well. Great performance, by that Oregon offense, but I wasn't super impressed. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, we know David Shaw runs a really good program at Stanford, but it is weird. They did not look as crisp yesterday. Of course, the loss of Justin Herbert, you figure, has to affect Mario Cristobal and that Oregon offense and or that Oregon team in general. But, you know, C.J. Verdell, you mentioned his name, Harrison, he is one of the premier backs in all of college football. He's not talked about a lot because he's in the Pac-12, but he is a player that makes a big impact. And for Oregon, I think going forward, look, they played a really good game defensively. It's just going to be finding a more of an offensive rhythm because in the Pac-12, I mean, if Oregon has any chance of making the playoff or even skimming the surface of making the college football playoff, they're going to have to blow teams out. It's almost like Cincinnati. It's almost like BYU. Because the Pac-12, as we know, is not as strong as the SEC, Big Ten, you know, ACC is. So if you're Oregon, like I said, Tyler Show, he's. I mean, you also got to kind of give Oregon a, a little bit of a leash here because new quarterback. They're coming out from Justin Herbert, who was a star, and Tyler Show played well. I thought, like you said, 227 yards in the pass game and then 85 yards in the rush game. So Mario Cristobal is going to get his team there. Actually, we have a kid from my high school playing at the University of really? Oregon as a wide receiver. So. Hoping to see him do big things there, but I think Oregon's going to get going. Um, is it enough to make the playoff? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they have to win all their games kind of by significant margin. Agreed. They beat Stanford by twenty-one, but you know they try running that Justin Fields offense, and it's just—I don't think it's there. I, I know. And they I have agree. these receivers. Johnson had a fifty-five yards in touchdown. Johnny Johnson the third, four catches, sixty yards. It's a run-heavy offense. We mentioned three players ran for more than seventy-five yards. Yep. But you know we'll see what the Ducks. Uh, can do going forward against an easy Pac-12 schedule. Yes, very much so. Uh, another Pac-12 game at noon, and it was a 9 a.m. kickoff in Los Angeles. It was my upset special of the week, and it looked like that was going to happen for the majority of that game. Yeah. Arizona State led, and back-to-back touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game by the USC Trojans, Keaton Slotus, in a 28-27 win for the Trojans. Slotus, 381 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um passing uh, London, eight catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown, including the winner. St. Brown, seven catches, 100 yards. Jaden Daniels wasn't super impressed for what he did for him, being one of the best college quarterbacks, 11 of 23, 134 yards and a touchdown. I also did run for 111 yards. Didn't really get much help. What did you think of this game? Yeah, I mean, you look at, I think you got to remember that these are two true freshman quarterbacks last year, Jaden Daniels and Keaton Slovis. Actually, a lot of people were talking about these might be two of the best sophomore quarterbacks in the entire country. Yeah. And we saw that from Keaton Slovis yesterday, 100%, 381 yards, two touchdowns. But, you know, Jaden Daniels, Herm Edwards has done a really good job with that young kid because he is he was a smaller quarterback coming out of high school, not a lot of offers. Um, Herm Edwards, you know, rolled roll, roll the dice on him. And you know what? It wasn't his best statistical game yesterday, 
but he kept Arizona State in that game. Actually, ultimately gave them a chance to win. Like I said, 134 yards passing, but I think what supplemented for that was the fact that he ran for 111 yards because that's not something in college football right now. I think we're starting to see the development of more pocket passers in college football, in my opinion. I mean, you look at guys like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence can use his legs, so can Justin Fields, but their first primary you know, go-to is going to be passing. So I think Jaden Daniels is a good example of you know a mobile quarterback that can get it done with his legs. I thought it was a great game. I think we all kind of thought Arizona State was going to win up 27-14. All of a sudden, Keaton Slovis and that Trojan offense came storming back. And it's hard to really tell what's going to happen in the Pac-12 this year. We've never seen these teams play. It's their first game in a COVID era. But it's a great way to start your season if you're USC. And I think, um, you know, for Herm Edwards, he's going to get his team back on track. It's, you know, not a bad game for them. Of course, they're underdogs. But... That's a great win for Slovis in that offense, and you know it's going to be curious to see. I think them versus Oregon, that's going to be the game in the Pac-12 that's, that's going to be the most I think, interesting. I think do they play in the regular season. Ah, they might. If I not, it's I don't be a think they do. I think it's well. This game was basically a Pac-12 yeah. South championship game Unreal. in the first game of the year, and that, a great win for USC, yeah. pushing their way closer to winning the Pac-12 South. How about number 23 Michigan at number 13 Indiana? People are not really sure if Indiana is for real. I don't know if we can say it yet because I'm not sure how good Michigan really is. Yep. But the Hoosiers, a basketball school, not really known for their football after their best start in program history. Uh, Penix Jr., 30 of 50, 342 yards, three touchdowns for the Hoosiers. This running back, Scott the third, really good, 24 carries, 97 yards, two touchdowns. And their receiver, Fry Fogel is his name, Dang. seven catches, 142 yards and a touchdown. Garrett, how good is Indiana? You know, I was watching them yesterday, and they kind of remind me of Mizzou. There is a lot of energy around that program right now. Michael Penix Jr., young quarterback, had a phenomenal day, 342 yards, three touchdowns. Did not make a lot of mistakes. He made a couple here and there, but did not make a lot of mistakes that were going to cost him a game. Look, I don't know what's wrong with Michigan. Every year, Jim Harbaugh, he preaches that this is the year his team is going to finally break through. He thinks, he said yesterday, I think Harrison mentioned this, he thinks his team is still as close as they've been ever, if not closer, in rate of play. But This is as far as they've been. It's awful. They're under 500. Unbelievable. They had 13 rush yards yesterday on 18 carries. That's less than a yard per carry. And I'm sorry, if you cannot run the ball, you're not going to win the game. There's only so much you can do. Look, he preached coming into this year, Joe Milton... This was the first time he's ever had a quarterback he's recruited. Jim Harbaugh was going, just wait. Just wait till I get my guy running my system. It's going to be completely different. Well, quite honestly, it looks worse. It looks worse than they've been doing in the past. I don't know what's wrong with this offense. Joe Milton, 18 for 34, 344 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. They just don't look good. And Don Brown, Harris, I'm not sure if you watched the game yesterday, but I think Michigan jumped off sides, no joke, nine or ten there, times. Don Brown, you know, the discipline isn't there for that team right now. No, he was furious. Um, they're going to have to turn this around. Of course, their playoff hopes, well, they weren't really high to begin the season, but they're clearly done. And are they even going to compete with Ohio State? I mean, who's going to compete with Ohio State in this conference? Well, they play Ohio State in two weeks. I think Indiana plays Michigan State next week. Ohio State plays whoever next week. Probably doesn't matter. They'll win by 30 anyways. I think Indiana's the closest team. they got to be right now. Maybe Wisconsin? Maybe? Let's talk about Michigan again for a second. 
Jim Harbaugh has to be gone after this year. Yeah, agreed. You know, but who are they going to bring in though? Who is out there that, you know, who can bring them in? That's that's a great question. I don't really know. I mean, look, Michigan's a really appealing program, right? I mean, they're a big Power Five, Big Ten school that's going to be able to compete for a national championship if you get the right players and staff in there. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to find someone that can replace uh, Harbaugh, and you're going to have to find an offensive-minded coach because, look, Michigan, they used to be you know, an offensive powerhouse years and years and years ago. So I think they're 100% going to go more towards an offensive-minded coach. I don't know who that's going to be, but I think they've got time. Um, we don't even know if Harbaugh is going to be gone yet. We yeah. think he's going to be gone, but we have no idea if he's actually going to be gone. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know yet. I think it's too early to tell. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of firings towards the end of the year, but uh, we'll see what happens. I just I know that Jim Harbaugh is not the answer. Quickly, let's knock out these two mid-major teams. Number six Cincinnati beat Houston 38-10. Number nine BYU beat number 21 Boise State 51-17. Which team are you more impressed by? Oof. I love my BYU Cougars. I've Garrett been, has been on BYU since day one. I am all about this BYU team head coach Kalani Sataki. He has done a phenomenal job this year. Look, I'm going to say his name once again. Number one, Zach Wilson, the quarterback, is an absolute baller. This guy plays with a chip on his shoulder. He can make passes all over the field. He can run the ball well. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. He will be a first-round draft pick. Yesterday, 21-27, 359 yards, two touchdowns. Had a touchdown on the ground as well. Look, I think Cincinnati, if to be totally honest, I think Cincinnati has the better chance of getting into the playoff just because how their schedules align. And I think yesterday, they didn't even play their best game. Desmond Ritter, 162 yards, a touchdown and interception, but they found a way to win, and they won big over Houston. So I think Cincinnati has the better chance to get in just because they're what's in a the conference. Path? What's, what's the path for Cincinnati to get well, in? Well, like I said— It's I, tough now because Clemson lost, and now is. there's a strong chance both Clemson and Notre Dame can get yep. in. Um, I think we've mentioned it. You gotta win. You gotta win big. Yeah. And you gotta win your conference. And they've already big. been winning big. Yep. So and that's why no I margin for That's why I mentioned it's easier for them because you mentioned this pregame before the show. BYU is not in a conference. They're not playing a conference championship. Yep. I love BYU. I think personally they might be a little better than Cincinnati. I think they're more physical. That'd be exciting if they played them each other in a bowl game. Can you imagine, imagine? they threw them in the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl? Oh my goodness, that would be exciting. Uh, I would be sitting in front of the TV watching the entire game, but. Two great teams. I think Cincinnati has a better chance, but I personally like BYU. and They play better, and they're more physical on defense. But you got to give credit to both 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 coaches, Luke Fickle over at Cincinnati, Kalani Sataki over at BYU. Two great programs. All right. Uh, number two, Ohio State. We haven't mentioned them yet. Beat Rutgers 49-27. Justin Fields has more touchdowns than incompletions this season. Could he be the Heisman favorite right now? Oh, 100% he could be the Heisman favorite. He is a difference maker. We talked about you know before this, Georgia. Letting go of Justin Fields, uh, probably maybe the program's biggest mistake they've ever made. Justin Fields continues to shine. Actually, one guy I want to mention real quick before we go, move on. Trey Sermon, the running back for Ohio State, starting to make his role known. 12 carries, 68 yards yesterday. He's a guy that came over from Oklahoma and has made a big impact for this Ohio State team. But I'll tell you, Justin Fields is proving why he could be and might be be the Heisman winner this year. He's accurate. He's poised. He can use his legs. He had a touchdown on the ground yesterday. I love Justin Fields. I think this team, 
they're going to be really hard to beat this year. They really are. I like this Ohio State team, and I love Justin Fields. All right, and then we'll go back to the game on Friday. Miami, 44-41, comeback win at NC State. I'll be at the Miami game two weeks from yesterday. Excited yeah. to see my Canes back home in South Florida. Um, what's Is there any – What's I don't want to say the path, but if you're the committee, if Miami goes 9-1 and one, and their only loss is to Clemson, what – do the committee? What does the committee do? I think my issue right now with the Hurricanes is, for their hopes, is the ACC championship is probably going to be Clemson and Notre Dame, unless the world falls apart and something crazy happens and Clemson and Notre Dame loses another game. It's going to be Clemson and Notre Dame in the ACC championship. So I think for Miami, your struggle is, if you're the committee, if Notre Dame and Clemson play, Clemson wins but it's close. You're going to put Clemson and Notre Dame in. How do you sneak a third ACC team in there? I think Miami, I mean, is there a chance? Yes. I think they're, similarly to Cincinnati, they're going to have to win out, but they're going to have to win big. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. really big. They have to make their presence known. Um, I mean, De'Aaron King continues to get he is, better. He's, he's putting himself back in the Heisman race. He continues to get I mean, he had 430 yards passing, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and then 105 yards on the ground. I mean, look, this Miami team, they have. I think they caught Clemson at a bad time, personally. Yeah, I think, no, if, I think Clemson I think if, was hot and they were hungry. They were. I think if DJ, Just say DJ was yeah, a yeah. starter, <laughs> I think that they would have won. Miami could have had a better chance to win the game, but they didn't. I think that Miami will need some luck. And some crazy things. I don't know. Well, but I was just saying, it can happen, right? Because we've seen years past, Oklahoma probably should not have gotten into the playoff, but they have had everything work in their advantage. So it's also another scenario, Harrison, where you think about what happens if Notre Dame beats Clemson again in the ACC championship. Then I think Miami has Then a, Miami a has a legit shot. Or I don't even know what the deal is. If, if Notre Dame loses again... And Miami, Clemson, and Rame all have one loss. What's the tiebreaker? It's going to be nuts. I am really curious. It's going to be great. I think Notre Dame could be in a trap game playing North Carolina in a couple weeks on a Friday night in Chapel Agreed. Hill. Agreed. I think that could be a bit of a trap game for them. Uh, let's do our playoff predictors. Garrett, go first. Oh, man. This Give is us good. our top four and a couple teams on yeah, the bubble. This is a really tough one. I think Alabama moves into my one spot. I think they do. I actually... As much as I have not been high on Notre Dame, I'm going to put Notre Dame at two. I think after a big win, um, they deserve that. And I'm going to put Ohio State at three. The reason I'm not putting Ohio State at two um, is a good win against the Rutgers, but Ohio State's defense still concerns me a little bit. There's still a sense of concern there for Ryan Day's defense. So I think Ohio State sits at four. Golly, five? This is a tough one. I think, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to put Cincinnati at four, not okay. five, four. I'm going to put Cincinnati at four. I think they continue to win big. I think they're going to go four. I'm going to put Clemson right outside sitting at five. I think it's fair enough to say that with Trevor Lawrence, they're still going to be able to win a lot of games. I think I have them at five. And I'm going to put, even though they had a big win, I'm going to put Texas A&M at six. Okay. I think we talked about this pregame after a win against Florida. Their case is being made for why they could still be up there. So I think A and M's at six. I think all of that can change in a week, but I think that's what I have right now. I feel like Texas A and M is kind of in the same boat as Miami. You kind of get blown out on the road against Agreed. that good team, yep. and now you kind of don't really control your destiny. But Texas A and M for some reason is ranked six, and Miami is ranked 
11 or 9. Yep. Uh, I'm going to put Alabama 1. I'm going to put Notre Dame 2. As you, Ohio State 3. I'm going to put Florida at 4. All right. The Gators. I think I'm going to give them credit for a big win yesterday. I'm going to put Clemson at 5. I know Clemson's a good team, but they haven't really shown it really yet this year. Texas A&M 6. Cincinnati 7. I'm still going to push Cincinnati out a little just because of what Texas A&M and those yep. teams have done. Let's hit a quick break. Then we'll do some NFL previews. This is Start Your Sunday. KCOU 88.1. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm Will. And I'm Phil, and we play in Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yelton. And you're listening to KCOU Columbia. 88.1. Okay. Hey, this is KCOU 88.1 FM. Are you trying to release the hottest project of this year, possibly next? Come down to our studios in the Student Center, and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project. Your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm. Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them. Like a bridge over troubled water, I Hi, I'm Josh Bohm. I have the Josh Bohm Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his <coughs> very happy. And we are back on KCOU. Start your Sunday here on this November 8th morning here from the University of Missouri Student Center, Harrison Vapnik, alongside with Garrett Pave. Garrett, happy Sunday. Yeah, happy Sunday, Harrison. A great day of NFL football, I think. You know, this is the time that you and I get excited. We're about an hour and a half from kickoff. Like really a great it's slate. Last great. week last week not a great slate, but I think this week an unbelievable I think slate it's a games. lot of exciting games in yes, there. Agreed. We could be looking at some great games that I'm real oh, man. I'm just I'm looking at the slate again. Just oh. like so many intriguing matchups. It's different coaches going against each other. But let's start yeah. with a game on Thursday. Once again, we are start, start your fu- Sunday. Find us if you miss any of our show on Spotify, start your Sunday. Uh let's start with Thursday. NFC Championship rematch from Levi Stadium. The Packers lost four games all of last year. Two of them 
for the San Francisco 49ers. They were not going to lose this time. Aaron Rodgers, 305 yards, four touchdowns. QBR of just under 100. Aaron Jones has returned just 15 carries, 58 yards. But Devontae Adams might be the best receiver in the NFL. He is making a great case over the last couple of games. 10 catches, 173 yards, touchdown. Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught two touchdowns on both those passes. Niners without Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, 291 yards, touchdown pick. Their injuries have just depleted this Niners team this season, Garrett. Yeah, you feel bad for uh, San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert actually on my fantasy team, oh. did great for a while and then hasn't played since. But um, <laughs> I think for the Niners, I'm looking at right now the record, they're 1-4 at home. That's a concern. I mean, last year, you you got to realize this team was in the Super Bowl last year. This team year. had a 10-point lead in, with seven minutes to go in the know, Super Bowl. unbelievable. And all of a sudden, the drop-off is huge. Um, but the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, a phenomenal game, 305 yards and four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, another good game on the ground. But... I think for the Niners, it's just hard right now with all these injuries. And quite frankly, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is your guy going forward. Uh, this year, he has regressed from last year significantly. Um, has just not looked the same. Now, I know he's had an ankle injury, but the first couple games of the season, it just is not the same Jimmy Garoppolo. Not much confidence. Um, so I think this Niners team, look, I think it's a great win for the Packers. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I think they're going to have a chance around the table and go to the Super Bowl if they continue to play the way they yep. are. Um, and they're getting better defensively. We're seeing that. They held the Niners to just 55 yards on the ground total. Um, Nick Mullins, you know, I know he's a backup, but he didn't look great either. So I think the Packers are going to continue to get better. That offense can score on anybody. So a great win for the Packers. Um, and for the Niners, you just I don't, I don't know what you do. It's hard right now. There's You are very limited with what you got. I was a little surprised they didn't start T.J. Beathard, who in that Eagles game in Week 4, they benched Mullins in the fourth quarter and put Beathard in. And Beathard led them almost to a comeback win and scored a touchdown. So I'm a little surprised by that. Actually, funny thing about C.J. Beathard, he played at our rival high school in Nashville, Tennessee, and torched us for four years. So just an interesting point, I saw him live in high school, and he is he was a great high school, college quarterback, but I'm with you. He played well last week. I don't know why, but I don't know. I'm not a head coach. And Garrett always having the great insight. Aaron, TJ Beathard, University of Iowa. Oh, yeah. I believe that's where George Kittle went as well. Yeah, it was. They were throwing passes at each other. I'm yep. surprised they weren't doing that on Thursday. Maybe it could have helped against Green Bay. Let's talk about the marquee matchup of the day, in my opinion, or I guess everyone's opinion, yeah. hopefully. Uh, the Sunday night football game, a week one rematch between the Saints and the Bucks. The Bucks or the Saints won that game by a couple of touchdowns, and now they will face off in Tampa Bay, where the Bucks are three and zero at home. Tom Brady has not lost a home start, wearing the red, black, and white. These are the two all-time passing leaders, the two all-time touchdown leaders in the history of the National Football League. Tom Brady this season, just under 2,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, four picks. Drew Brees. Just under 1,900 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Which quarterback are you giving the edge to today? Yeah, this is round two of um, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Early in the season, Drew Brees got the best of him, 34-23 in New Orleans. The script is going to be flipped today. I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get it done. They have been very hot recently. Um, and I think a guy that I've been really high on, I've talked about a few times, I think the difference maker is Ronald Jones. You've tonight. been all over Ronald I have Jones been this season. all over Ronald Jones. But look, he is a playmaker. He's a fin- He leads both teams in rush yards, 529 yards, four touchdowns. He can do it not only in the run game, but also the pass game. I think Tom Brady utilizes him a lot today. I think he is a difference maker. I think the Buccaneers 
win. I think, and of course, Tom Brady. I think he still remembers that first game of the yep. season against Drew Brees. I think I, he does also. And now the team was still young then. He yes, hadn't really had much yes. chemistry with the receivers. A couple yep. of miscommunication on some interceptions. Yep. I, I think it's close. I think he wins, okay. though, at home. I really do. I think this can be all right, New Orleans. Just kidding. A Tampa Bay blowout. <laughs> Uh, at home, I think they remember that game. Yep. Uh, even though the Saints do get Michael Thomas back for the first time since that game, yep. finally Michael Thomas. You know, after Sean Payton basically got him injured trying to run up the score in that game, you know who Tampa's leading receivers this season. Who? Scotty Miller. No kidding. He has 25 catches, 400 no yards, two touchdowns. It's not Mike Evans. It's not Chris Godwin who is back today. It's crazy. And you know who's going to be back on the field today? Not Michael Thomas. Antonio Brown oh for the first goodness. time oh since week two, goodness. 2019. You know, at Unbelievable. One, at one point, one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. In the return, he's going to be wearing number 81 for Tampa Bay. What are your expectations for AB in his return? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's super high expectations to get him 100 yards and, you know, go crazy. I think you just want to get him involved, maybe get him a couple touches tonight to get back in that game flow. Because, look, a lot of time off takes a toll on a player, right? Yeah. It's a completely different aspect coming back in. So, for A.B., get a couple touches. You're gonna Bruce Arians is going to have to keep him level-headed because, look, he is a very emotional guy, as we know. So, keep him level-headed. you gotta, you got to talk to him and be like, hey, man, listen— we're going to get you a couple touches. We can't have you being our, you know, 10 touches today going crazy. We're just going to work you back into our system. So keep him level-headed, kind of understand what he's doing, get him a couple touches. That's the key to get Antonio Brown going tonight. All right. Big game in the AFC out 12 Central, 1 Eastern from Indianapolis. The stadium I was at fairly recently. Yep. The Baltimore Ravens undefeated on the road, taking on the Colts who are undefeated at home, the 5-2 and two Ravens, 5-2 and two Colts. Lamar Jackson coming off one of the worst performances of his career against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Won't get much easier against a really good Colts defense. Phil Rivers coming off a good performance against the Detroit Lions. Jonathan Taylor, you know, hasn't been the back they hoped for this year. T.Y. Hilton, I think, is out today. Lamar Jackson leading rusher for Baltimore. No marking him again, so the count on Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Who do you like in this game? I mean, I think if the Colts had anything more to offer on offense, I think I would have them win this game. But I think solely because... The Colts' offense has struggled so badly this year. I think the Ravens get it done. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce-back game. I think they win by 10 points today. I'm just, you know, Phillip Rivers, he's not the guy. He's a good quarterback. He's fine. He's going to manage a game well, but he's not going to be a superstar quarterback. I mean, you said Jonathan Taylor has not been the guy they expected. So that Colts' defense is going to keep them in that game, but I think the Ravens pull away late. Lamar Jackson comes off a terrible performance and has a good performance today and wins that game. I agree. I think Baltimore does have a bounce back. I was thinking about picking the Colts, but I agree with you. They, I think with T.Y. Hilton out, they don't really have too much to offer offensively. Nope. They're going to try to run the ball with Taylor and Wilkins and Naeem Hines, yep. which I don't know if it's going to work out exactly against a great— these are two of the best defenses in the league. And I think that Baltimore's going to win by about a field goal. Yep. I think Phil Rivers is going to keep it close, and then he's going to throw a late interception, as Phil Rivers usually does. Nice bounce-back performance from Jackson. I think he goes over 200 through the air and yep. over 100 on the ground in a 24-21 low-scoring Baltimore victory. A big game in Buffalo. The Bills hosting the Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks have won 10 in a row in the East Coast time zone. And what's going to be a scorching 64 degrees in Buffalo they haven't seen 64 degrees in a November football game for them. Good. Possibly yeah, ever. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, Seattle is the favorite in this game by a couple of points. Russell Wilson looking like the MVP favorite right now. 2,151 yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 picks. 
Decaf, DK Metcalf has been incredible this incredible. year. 680 yards, seven touchdowns. Stephon Diggs is the second leading receiver in the NFL right now. Josh Allen has struggled since September. Yep. What do the Bills need to do to upset the Seahawks today, and will they do it? Well, i got to give credit to Harrison real quick. Harrison mentioned uh, early on in the season talking about the Bills. Um, hey, you never sold on them. You were no, never I'm sold on not. Buffalo. I'm still not. Don't, I, don't take that. Don't get oh, confused. Yeah, I'm no. still not sold on them. No, and I you know, I was early in the season like, oh, I think this Bills team is better than people think. My mindset has completely changed. Their defense is not good. Their defense has been abysmal this year. They cannot stop the run or the pass, quite honestly. Um and as you mentioned, Josh Allen, it seems like as the season's gone on, he's gone downhill a little bit. So I'm not still on this Bills team. Actually, Russell Wilson trademarked the famous saying, let Russ cook. But do you know what he's trademarking for? What? Cooking utensils. Unbelievable. Russell Wilson will be selling cooking utensils. <laughs> it is Russell Wilson is just one of the great one of the great people in this world. He's such a such a likable person. And he just, is. I, I think he I think they get it done in Buffalo. I actually think they're gonna win big. I, the Buffalo Bills have just been so disappointing this year. They're still six and two, but they haven't played like a six and two team. I think Russell Wilson makes a lot of plays. I think the defense steps up today. I think they win big. I really do. Yeah, and Buffalo barely beat the New England Patriots last week. Yeah. And I was about to say, Russell Wilson's such a likable guy. I don't think he's gonna be liked much by the Buffalo Bills fans today no. because of what he's gonna no. do to their defense. I see a four hundred yard game coming right, from Russell Wilson right, today. Right. Multiple touchdowns all over the place. And it is going to be just a air show. And people after this game will really hopefully see that the Buffalo Bills are not the contenders they are in a weak, weak AFC East that has been won by the New England Patriots. Yep. But now that they're taking the year off, because hopefully they get Justin Fields uh, in the draft. I like the Seahawks 38 to 14 right. in Buffalo, a blowout there. Uh, let's go about 100 and something miles west of here. Kansas City hosting the Carolina Panthers. Kansas City, a great performance last week against the New York Jets. I feel like every team has had a great performance against the New York yep. Jets this year. Uh, that could change tomorrow night. But uh, Christian McCaffrey making his return for the first time since week two. I just see, saw this update. Not expecting a heavy workload. We're still going to see a bunch of Mike Davis, but McCaffrey is active today. Teddy Bridgewater, only nine touchdown passes this year. You know, we think that air raid offense, they would have a little more uh, out of their quarterback. Robbie yep. Anderson's had a good year, 658 yards, just one touchdown. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Le'Veon Bell, that running duo is scary, but even scarier, number 15 in red. 21 touchdowns, one pick on the season. Any chance Carolina can upset the Chiefs today? You know, I actually think this game's going to stay close. Um, oh. With McCaffrey coming back, you mentioned not a heavy workload, but... I like the way that Teddy Bridgewater has been playing. Joe Brady coming in from LSU as the passing game coordinator, and it's been fantastic for Carolina this year. I don't think by any means Carolina wins this game. Look, Matt Rule's done a good job with the Panthers this year, but I, I do think they compete. I think they compete with the Chiefs. Um, this is, to me, a different-looking Chiefs team than last year. I think last year they had a little more swagger to them. Um, there's something about them I feel like this year that's missing a little bit. I think it's defensively they're just not as good. I think Carolina actually puts up some points and keeps this game close. I think Kansas City does end up winning by 10 points. But watch out for Carolina. They're sneaky. I think they stay close in this game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he's a great story. He's come back, had a great year. So watch that game to be close. I think it'll stay close. And they've stayed close with a lot of teams. They barely yes, lost they in New Orleans. They kind of kept it close with Tampa Bay for a while. Yep. They kind of came back in the game against Atlanta last Thursday night, but I don't think that's the deal today. I think that Kansas City offense is too good for that Carolina defense. Yep. Mahomes is so hot right now. 
he he might be floating his way back in the MVP conversation. He's another he had like five touchdowns, no picks last week. I think another performance yep. like that today would be great for him and both my fantasy team. Indeed. But as we're making a huge season uh, comeback, I think that Mahomes gets it done today. Another big performance there. That running game, they didn't like Le'Veon Bell is the backup. Clyde uh-huh. Edwards Hilaire is run exceptional. Travis Kelsey's playing as well as ever. Yep. And it hasn't even been big from like Tyree Kill, and they're doing this without Sammy Watkins. They have this guy Byron Pringle. It's unbelievable. And they just find these receivers out of nowhere, and they're they're playing great football there. So I think the Chiefs win today. Uh, let's go thirty-four twenty. Good right. four touchdown passes from Mahomes right. today. Uh, later this afternoon, Dolphins and Cardinals. The Miami Dolphins, a four and three team, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. coming off a of bye. I think the Cardinals are five and two right now. Yeah, Cardinals have a great season so far. They have been exceptional. <laughs> The last game was that great game in Seattle. Yep. They'll be playing in the desert. Tua versus Kyler Murray. Two former first-round picks. Two quarterbacks that wear number one as well. Which number one will be number one later today? Yeah, I mean, I think that was an emotional win for um, Arizona over the Seattle Seahawks. So, for that matter, I think there is a little bit of a drop-off today. I think Tua gets it done. Oh. Not a gr- I think it's an upset. Not a great game from him last week. But, look, it doesn't matter. You won the game. You beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how good you play. You won the game. I think he has a really good game. I think he bounces back, has a really good second game. I watched a lot of NFL mic'd up stuff. That team loves Tua. They're very behind him. They're encouraging. I think they upset the Cardinals in Glendale today and win that game. I think Tua makes some plays, impresses, and just his second career start. I think Kyler Murray is a big game. I think he scores a lot of points. But I just think the Dolphins – they're, they're playing really well right now. I think they get it done today. I think it's an upset in Glendale. I do. I think it's a high-scoring game there. But you, I saw this this week that for some reason Tua was on the hot seat because Miami has this high Houston pick, and maybe if Tua doesn't turn out to be the way they want him, they can take uh, Lawrence or Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. And I'm like, this guy's played one game. They're yeah. talking about getting rid of him. like Because of what happened with the Arizona Cardinals, the team they're playing today with Josh Rosen and yep. Kyler Murray. Yep. But you can't get rid of Tua. No. Tua's one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen. One of my favorite yep. college quarterbacks. Agreed. I I don't think he's going to win today. I think the Cardinals are going to high-scoring game 41-35, possibly in overtime. There you go. I think a lot of points. Even though the Dolphins have the best scoring defense in the league, yeah. Cardinals have the best one of the best scoring offenses in the league. DeAndre Hopkins, the league's leading catcher and receiver. Going to have a good game. Against, covered against Byron Jones, one of the league's better corners. I think that the Cardinals get it done 41-35. Watch out for Chase Edmonds, one of the more underrated yes. running backs in the league. Garrett's Tennessee Titans have struggled over the last couple weeks. I I accurately predicted their upset last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Garrett, are they going to get upset at home by uh, Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I mean, the Titans' defense has been arguably the worst in the NFL. Jadavion Clowney, questionable today. He's inactive. They just he came is, out. Okay, that does not help their case at all. Um, you know... I want to say they bounce back, but I'm really skeptical because that Bears defense is really good. You know what? I hate this, but I'm going to have to go with the upset. I think Chicago comes into Nashville. Look, the defense for Chicago has been phenomenal recently, right? Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, they have been difference makers. And you got to remember, Taylor Lewan, the all-pro left tackle, is out. He is tore his ACL two weeks ago. He is done for the season. They're going to pick on that left tackle. Khalil Mack. 
might have a field day today against that. Who's starting at left tackle? I forgot. I think they moved Dennis Kelly over there. Okay. Dennis Kelly played well. Dennis Kelly played a touchdown well. in the NFC yes, champ- Championship last year. He's played well, but I don't think – you know what? I think Nick Foles make plays that t- Titans defense has been terrible. So, I got to go against my Titans. I think the Bears upset the Titans. I think oh, it's boy. close. But I think they upset them. Now, I'm going to pick the Titans today. I think right. the Titans are going to run the ball heavy like against that. Chicago. Chicago's cold. Nick Foles, bold prediction. We will see Mitch Trubisky in the second half of this football game. I think low-scoring 23-13 win for the Titans. They balance back great coaching performance by Mike Rabel over an inferior coach, Matt Nagy. The marquee game from CBS this afternoon that most of us will be watching, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Dallas Cowboys, two of the more historic franchises in NFL history, and the only history here for the Dallas Cowboys, how bad they have been this season. They have not even covered a spread this season. They are 0-8. Pittsburgh undefeated. How much... I'm not going to ask you how much... How the Steelers are going to win? How much are the Steelers going to win by? I, I think they win by twenty plus. Uh, I'm not going to say much about it. I think Garrett Gilbert starting for the Cowboys. Uh, they, who is they, who's Garrett Gilbert? That's a great question. He was on. So the only thing I realize, I, the only reason I know who Garrett yeah. Gilbert is, he was a Patriots practice squad quarterback in the Super Bowl victory practice in squad. 2014. Okay. Well, I think Steelers win big. Uh, there's not much positive about the Cowboys. I'm not even going to say much about them because it's kind of an embarrassment. So I think the Steelers win, and I think they win by 20-plus. I, I really like the do. Steelers by 30. I'm going to go 30 to wow. 37 to 7. There we go. Big game from Chase Claypool. His Irish had a big one yesterday. He was a guest picker in yes. college game day. Yes. The Dallas secondary is bad. I think Claypool is going to catch a couple touchdowns and have huh? maybe close to 100 yards yep. for him. Uh, in L.A. later, Raiders-Chargers. That's the afternoon yep. game. In SoFi Stadium, Justin Herbert has been very good. We both love Justin yes, Herbert. Love He's been Herbert. all over our start and sit list this season. Does he get their Chargers are favored of this game yeah. despite having their inferior record? They blew a big lead in Denver last week. Do they get it done today against Vegas? Yeah, I'll give you a quick pick. I think um I do think I do think he bounces back. I love Justin Herbert, as we mentioned. I think that Raiders defense is, you know, one of the worst in the NFL in defensive efficiency. Um, I think he spreads the ball around. I think he does a really good job today. And, you know, Herbert is a really poised, confident young man. Um, and he's been unbelievable for the Chargers. So for that matter, I think they do beat the Raiders at home. I think they get it done against John Gruden. I like the Chargers by a field goal. 27-24, give me a winner. Vikings at Lions. I like the Lions. They've been sneaky good this year. Matthew Stafford playing better. DeAndre Swift having a great rookie season. I think the Lions get it done at home. I really I, do. I agree. Lions upset in Detroit. Uh, Broncos at Falcons. Drew Locke, big comeback victory last week against the Chargers. Not Ryan and the Falcons coming off a mini buy. They played on Thursday night. Now they're t- here back at home. Who gets it done here? I'm going to go with the upset. I think the Broncos win this game. The Falcons have looked better recently, but I think Drew Locke comes in, picks up a much-needed win. I think the Broncos win by seven in Atlanta. I like the Falcons by one, 31-30. Nice. Uh, Texans-Jaguars, these two played a ugly game in Houston. For, and for some reason, we have to watch it again. This time in Jacksonville, <laughs> Jake Luton is projected to make his first career start. The former Oregon State Beaver. Will he... Will Luton lead a win for for Jacksonville over Houston? I think no. I think Deshaun Watson makes plays. Romeo Cornell, a defensive minded coach, I think he is going to get that defense going. I think they beat the Jaguars. This is going to be a sloppy game. I mean, it's not going to be an appealing match to watch, but I do think the Texans win. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. I think Luton will keep it a little close. I like the, but I still like the Texans by five. Maybe twenty six, twenty one. Giants at Washington. These two teams played a couple weeks ago. A game that was pretty exciting. Yeah. It came down to a two-point conversion at the end for Washington that they did not convert. Do the Washington football team 
Find a way to win today. I'm going with the football team today. The only reason they lost to the Giants is because they went for two a couple weeks ago. They could have tied it and gone to overtime. That's why That's two. why his name is Riverboat Ron. Yes, exactly. So I think Washington gets it done today, and they control their destiny in the NFC East. Yes, so they do. I think Washington picks it up. I do. Um, New England at New York tomorrow night. Monday Night Football, the Jets and Patriots. Neither of these teams are very good. Which one will win? Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. I think it's close, but I think it's close in the first half. I think the Patriots end up pulling away. I like New England over the Jets. Not much positive about the Jets right now. Nothing honestly. positive with either team. I like the Patriots. Low-scoring game, 20-13. to 13. Cam Newton gets it done. Let's hit our second and final break, and then we'll go through our segments. This is on 88, KCOU 88.1. Start your Sunday. But day-to-day relationships aren't always oh. like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. If you love them enough to turn off your music, and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Can I get a hot take for a KCOU bumper? KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, Missouri. Welcome back to Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. This is a countdown to kick off just over an hour away from week nine. The season is flying by. It has been a great one, and it could be another great Sunday today that we will do a little more preview of as we hit our segments. We'll start with starts and sits. We will tell you who to start and who to sit on your fantasy team today. Garrett, give us the starts. Yep, run through these really quickly. Uh, quarterback to start, Justin Herbert against the Raiders. As I mentioned earlier, the Raiders' defense has been horrid this season. You want to start Justin Herbert having a big game today over the Raiders. Running back Chase Edmonds against the Dolphins. He has been excellent for the Cardinals as of recently, and that Dolphins defense has not been as good as advertised. Chase Edmonds, look for him against the Dolphins. Wide receiver Will Fuller at the Jaguars. That Jaguars defense, I'm not sure if anybody's been worse than them this season. Will Fuller going to be Deshaun Watson's top target today. You want to start Will Fuller. And at tight end, Rob Gronkowski against the Saints. They're starting to pick up a little more chemistry between him and Tom Brady this year. Gronkowski receiving more touches 
Look for him to start and have a big game against the Saints. Harrison, how about the sits? Here's who to say that quarterback. Sit Teddy Bridgewater. That Chiefs defense is sneaky good. They get pre- pressure on the quarterback. I think Chris Jones will be back today. Uh, Bridgewater has been prone to make some mistakes. I would not, especially with McCaffrey coming back. They'll probably try to run the ball a little more. I would keep Teddy Bridgewater on the bench. Running back, one of my favorite players, Jonathan Taylor. The Ravens have a great run defense. The Colts have been going more running back by committee with Wil- with Wilkins and Hines. I would keep Taylor on the bench. Wide receiver Amari Cooper against the Steelers. I think Amari Cooper is one of the top 10 best receivers in the league. But a great Steelers secondary and a bad Cowboys quarterback is a bad matchup for number 89 in Dallas. And finally, at tight end, Johnu Smith. The Bears have done a great job against tight ends. They have good linebackers. I would keep Johnu Smith on the bench. Let's hit four downs. Before rapid-fire questions that have to do with the NFL today. As Garrett, I will ask you some questions first. First right. down. In honor of the Pac-12's return this week, which former Pac-12 quarterback throws the most yards today? Nick Foles against the Titans, Justin Herbert against the Raiders, Sam Darnold against the Patriots tomorrow, or Jake Luton against the Texans? Justin Herbert. I think he's a big game. I like him. That is a good guess. Second down. In the 2018 Orange Bowl, Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa met. They both threw for more than 300 yards. Who throws for more hun- Who throws? For more yards in their rematch. I think Kyler does. I think Kyler Murray throws for more yards. All right, third down. Two of the most dynamic players in the league going off against each other today at Arrowhead Stadium. Who will have more yards, Christian McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Fourth down. Both Baltimore and Indianapolis are two of the top ten teams in turnover differential. Which defense forces more turnovers in their matchup today? I think Baltimore does. I think Baltimore kind of steps up today defensively. All right. All right, four quick questions. First down. Ben Roethlisberger has been on an absolute tear recently. So against a struggling Cowboys defense, will he throw for more than 350 yards and three touchdowns? More than 350, three touchdowns. Gotcha. Second down, Des Bryant makes his debut for the Baltimore Ravens. Will he record his first reception today? Uh, Yeah, one catch, nine yards. All right. Third down, the Titans have been absolutely horrible defensively, especially in the pass rush. Will they record more than three quarterback hurries, not sacks, against the Bears? They're going to sack Nick Foles twice. All right. And fourth down, will Dalvin Cook continue his dominance and rush for over two touchdowns today? They're playing Detroit. Yep. It's not a great run defense. Uh, Two or more, yeah. Okay, gotcha. And I will now pave the way really yes. quickly. My first game, Ravens versus Colts. If the Colts want to win this game, they're going to have to eliminate Lamar Jackson's run game and force him to throw the ball. He has not been great through the air. That's how they're going to win this game. Dolphins and Cardinals, two a time. Last week, Tua threw for less than 100 yards, but today they will need to settle him in, get some easy passes going to warm him up. That's how they will win this game. And last one, Raiders Chargers for the Raiders. Pound that rock. Keep Justin Herbert off the field. Use Josh Jacobs. That's how they will win this game. Harrison, what are the headlines? We both love Justin Herbert. I, we, I think every, I feel like Justin Herbert has ended on the start yes. list or in, and, and paving the way at least like for the last five weeks. Always. We love Justin Herbert. Uh, headlines, number one, Baltimore bounces back. Ravens defense steps up in a low-scoring battle in Indy. I like Ngakwe and Clay. Campbell going to make some big plays on Phillip Rivers. going to force him into some turnovers. Number two, the Brady Six. Tom Brady records his third career six-touchdown passing game with his weapons galore with Brown and Gronk and Miller and Mike Evans and Godwin and Fournette and Ronald Jones. Brady throws six touchdowns in a roll over New Orleans. And number three, a steal 16-0. A Steeler blowout in Dallas pushes them closer to a possible 16-0 season for the Steelers. And those are the headlines. One more final thing, the Harrison Upset Special of the Week. Kind of lost. So, Arizona State covered, but lost the game. We're still good on the season. Next week's upset. 
Michigan over Wisconsin. All right. I know people aren't high in the Wolverines, but I had to get that in there as my upset special. As you know, hopefully we get another big win there. I think we're three and one on the year with the upset special. That is start your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Enjoy the NFL games today. Enjoy the college games next week. Garrett, any final words? Nope. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week, same time. Enjoy the day of NFL games. we got a great slate. Yes, have a great Sunday. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us, and we'll see you next time on KCOU 88.1's